0: Before I start today's episode, I ask that you subscribe, like, and share, and listen to some of the legacy content to discover where you are on our path to becoming master learners. I am Paul, the polymath, and this is CAST Knowledge, Acquirement, Skills, and Theory of Learning. Today, we are going to learn a little bit about the dopaminergic pathways, intrinsic motivation, environmental influences, and the importance of purpose. Whether a sprint, because you are starting down a career path, or a marathon because you are gaining a second skill or planning your next career move, essentially every skill is a foot race of some kind. The key is to keep running and not to look back. Let's start with the dopaminergic pathway. There are four main dopaminergic pathways, structural to the brain. They synthesize and utilize dopamine to regulate stimulus and reward centers, executive functions, associative learning, motor functions, as well as hormonal and visceral functions. These pathways are essential for healthy, normal cognition, and when they are not functioning correctly, they are associated with ADHD, schizophrenia, addiction, tremors, and other mental disorders. Once again, there are four dopaminergic pathways. They are 1. The mesolimbic pathway, also known as the reward pathway. This pathway apparently affects salience, desire, and reward seeking. 2 the mesocortical pathway. This pathway is associated with the executive function, planning, and perception of time. 3. The nigrostriatal pathway. This pathway is part of the basal ganglia and the motor group. Movement and fine motor control is what it's in charge of. 4. tubero Tubero-infundibular pathway, responsible for the reduction of prolactin. The reason that this neural pathway and reward system is so essential to our learning discussion on this episode is that our bigger theme is intrinsic motivation. In a paper entitled Self Determination Theory and the Facilitation of Intrinsic Motivation, Social Development, and Well Being, published by Richard Rayan and Edward Deci in 2000, intrinsic motivation is the inherent tendency to seek out novelty and challenges to extend and exercise one's capacities to explore, and to learn. This single sentence stood out to me on the paper. Where was the inherency? Why do I not see this seeking out of novelty and challenges in my fellow adults? What is it that leads us down the path to complacency and reliance on extrinsic reward systems? Is there a way to override the impulse to avoid discomfort in order to take control of your own growth? In the paper, they go on to write, "...developmentalists acknowledge that from their time of birth, children in their healthiest states are active, inquisitive, curious, and playful, even in the absence of specific rewards. The construct of this intrinsic motivation describes the natural inclination toward assimilation, mastery, spontaneous interest, and exploration that is so essential to cognitive and social development that represents a principal source of enjoyment and vitality through life." Again, this passage brings up some big questions. Why do we lose the intrinsic motivation that we obviously had in youth? Is it chemical? Are there hormonal changes that cause our drive, our curiosity, and our initiative to wane? We read further. Quote, Competence will not enhance intrinsic motivation unless accompanied by a sense of autonomy or in attributional terms by an internal perceived locus of causality. Thus, according to CET, which is cognitive evaluation theory, people must not only experience competence or efficacy, they also must experience their own behavior as a self determined intrinsic motivation to be in evidence. End quote. In other words, a learner must feel autonomy in order to foster intrinsic motivation. The perception of self determination leads to a more fulfilling learning experience. This is really interesting in the light of our recent research that indicates that our choices are rationalized after a subconscious decision has already been made. This research all but negates the idea of free will. However, the perception of free will seems to be essential for our own intrinsic motivation. Furthermore, the paper goes on to explain that extrinsic motivation and external reward systems completely destroy intrinsic motivation and internal reward systems. Oh, And by the way, that term, cognitive evaluation theory, seems kind of important. So let's slow down and define it. Cognitive evaluation theory is a psychological model that describes the evidence for interaction between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. The idea that extrinsic motivation is not just counterproductive, but actually corrodes the internal motivation of a learner, indicates that extrinsic motivation is, in a sense, toxic. Chances are that if this is the first time you are hearing about any of this, you might ask yourself, why? Then pause to think about the implications of a cognitive evaluation theory on our social constructs. What does it mean for economics? What does it mean for schools and institutions? How many aspects of our lives are supposedly motivated by extrinsic factors such as money or status? The answer could be as simple as intrinsically motivated individual is truly a free individual. Intrinsic motivation breaks the dependency chains, shattering the need for grades, money, and power. Does this sound scary to you? If so, you might ask yourself why that is. Gaining control over our own learning and seeking knowledge independent of pragmatics is in fact liberating. Think for a second about the threats from the system on members of our own society. They include severing us from the extrinsic motivators, severing us from money, power, and status, whereas a person who learns for the enjoyment of learning risks nothing. From the dabble to formal education, the learner really risks nothing. Of course, paying for a master teacher's time could seem like a risk, but is in fact a simple trade-off the brevity of learning fundamentals at a quicker pace than you could learn them on your own. Then again, you can often learn these fundamentals utilizing existing free infrastructure, libraries, the internet, surveying a class at a local university, joining a meetup or a group of people with common interests like a gardening group or a rocketry group on Facebook. All of this speaks to the key beliefs that are the foundation of this podcast. Learning a broad range of skills and knowledge enriches and enhances your life. Learning makes you more free. Learning changes you. Signs that you might already be an intrinsic learner. Preferring to read on a Kindle where footnotes and links are marked in the text. Signing up for websites like Masterclasses or Skillshare. Preferring non-fiction reading as much as you can get your hands on. Watching documentaries, creating lists of books to read, fiction and nonfiction, Critical reading, keeping a learning journal. For those of you who have never heard of a learning journal, I will be covering them in depth in an upcoming episode, but essentially just a paper book you carry with you everywhere you go. This book is where you write down questions, new learnings, and have people that you meet sign it. Staple business cards and glue photos in it. It is not a scrapbook, but the goal is to generate ideas and make a record of things that deserve more investigation. I learned about these uh, from Dr. Harry Clore about 15 years ago. I still intend to try one myself one day when my life gets a little less complicated. The importance and perception of intrinsic motivation is also culturally influenced. Buddhist teachings view greed as a defilement. This cultural perspective means that extrinsic motivators, like pay structures, may be less important than the perception of distributive injustice. Individuals in predominantly Buddhist cultures may not be praised for their solo achievements, but rather they will want to achieve social smoothing, recognizing contributions of the group at large. This according to an article in the International Journal of Psychology entitled Cultural and Work-Related Values in the Thai Culture by Suntary Komen in 1990. In an article entitled The Relations of Maternal Social Environments to Late Adolescence Materialistic and Pro-Social Values, published in the American Psychological Association from 1995 research conducted Rasser, Ryan, Zachs and Samuroff, Findings indicated that adolescents raised in environments that do not support growth and self-expression produce teens that value financial success higher than peers that were raised in a less controlling environment. In short, cultural and environmental factors combine to have an influence over our values, which drive intrinsic motivation. So how do we overcome these societal and habitual tendencies that value our external drives to return to our childlike nature, that childlike enjoyment of exploration, inquiry, and playful learning absent of external rewards? How do we restore our dopaminergic pathways? Dopamine is a protein that requires tyrosine, a protein that the body can synthesize, but synthesis is reduced significantly during stress. So a step research indicates can help us is to increase our protein intake. Reducing intake of saturated fats will also help with dopamine uptake. Another interesting area of research is in the mind-gut link. Bacteria in our gut actually produce dopamine. Ensuring that you are nurturing your gut flora through probiotics, fermented foods, can elevate mood according to recent research. This quote-unquote gut brain has a scientific name, the enteric nervous system, or ENS. The ENS is tied to a variety of benefits and problems, according to current research, and more is being discovered every day. Apparently, macuna, known as the velvet bean, has a protein called L-dopa, a precursor to dopamine. After reading an article at the National Library of Medicine on velvet beans and fava beans, I am wholeheartedly going to incorporate these into my diet. According to the article entitled, Simultaneous Determination of Levodopa and Carpatopa from Fava Bean, Green Peas, Green Beans by High Performance Liquid Gas Chromatography, 2013 by Marin and Golshani, They found evidence that the beans, sprouted beans, and extract supplements made from these beans reduced the need for dopamine supplementations in Parkinson's patients and measurably increased the blood levels of dopamine. Caution. In my research, I found out that eating fava beans can cause people with a special genetic change called G6PD, a genetic marker can actually suffer from anemia from eating fava beans. So if you don't know if you have favism, you can get checked for that G6PD genetic marker. Some of my listeners already might know we are going to discuss the role that exercise plays in dopamine production, so here it is. Exercise off the research that I found corroborates that one hour a day of movement has a positive effect on dopamine levels. Sleep deprivation also inhibits dopamine production and uptake. Make sure you get plenty of sleep. This may be one of the reasons for burnout among polymaths. I used to joke about my lack of sleep, working four simultaneous jobs by telling people that there would be plenty of time to sleep when I was dead. Now that I am older, this is a regret. I know the importance of sleep and I make sure that I schedule it. This being said, it is difficult to sleep if you are not producing enough dopamine. Essentially, all of these things are intertwined and linked at a fundamental level. The cart and the horse kind of thing. You will need to work on all of these things simultaneously in order to create a biome necessary to maintain mood and motivation. This essay would be remiss if I didn't mention the effect of music on dopamine production. Research indicates that listening to music that we love significantly increases dopamine levels in the brain. Research also indicates that musicians get a twofold effect from music producing increased dopamine levels and serotonin levels naturally. So what is all of the hubbub about dopaminergic systems as they relate to intrinsic motivation? Here's the rub. Elimination of obstacles is a component for intrinsic motivation. Your brain chemistry can be the biggest obstacle. As a logical step to doing your best, you have to care for your brain. This will give you an edge when it comes to motivation. But the brain care is not the only factor intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is also closely associated with a sense of purpose. Self-determination theory, pioneered by Ryan and Deci, basically overturns previous thinking on motivation. Their research has revealed that purpose-driven motivation is far more effective than the promise of a reward at the end. Think about it. You are here listening to my podcast because you are motivated by your ideas, dreams, and the purpose of learning faster and more effectively. You would to build your schema, broaden your vocabulary, learn about learning research, and improve your life. I am here to help you. I have a dream that through a simple podcast, I can perhaps shift the anti-intellectual movement that has been going on in the mainstream for the past five decades. I am here to encourage learning and critical thinking. So in that way, we share a common purpose. Purpose Purpose-driven motivation has won wars, put humans on the moon, and cured disease. If I have not shared this yet on my podcast, my template for human potential is the Star Trek universe. In this universe, intrinsic motivation is the glue that binds the Federation together, the will to make things better and improve society and will help every individual live a maximal life. Values of exploration, understanding, and perseverance. Unlike the fantastic or fantasy universes that rely on magic or flexible laws of physics, The Star Trek universe is achievable. It is simply a decision to renew the values that promote the best of humanity. Let's renew a word that you already knew about, but I would love to see used more often in our speech. The word is endeavor. A word that emerged in the 15th century and means to give one's utmost effort. The roots of the word taken from etymology mean literally to put oneself into something. Endeavour is an interesting and old word that describes the essence of intrinsic motivation and flow. The word has been used as a ship name going back to the 16th century. Nineteen ships, both sail and space, have been named Endeavour. Some notable ships named Endeavour include... The HMS Endeavour, captained by Lieutenant James Cook on a Pacific voyage of discovery from 1768 to 1771. He visited New Zealand and Australia and landed in Tahiti in 1769 to observe the transit of Venus across the Sun. The NASA Endeavour. The 5th Space Shuttle Endeavour was named after the HMS Endeavour to hearken back to the mission of discovery and exploration. Its first flight in 1992, commanded by Daniel Brandenstein and piloted by Kevin P. Chilton, was the start of 25 missions, ending with a final flight in 2011. During its career, it completed the first service mission to the Hubble Space Telescope and delivered the first components of the International Space Station. The Star Trek universe hosts the hope that we will still value exploration, learning, and voyage by naming their fictional vessels Endeavor as well, carrying the spirit of discovery forward. Intrinsic motivation is driven by purpose, curiosity, and physiology. Through research and discovery, we have learned that it can be affected by diet, exercise, and clear goals. It is summarized by an underutilized term which needs renewal in our modern anti intellectual society endeavor to put ourselves into and to give our utmost effort toward learning and improvement. Again, my hope is that we can spread this podcast to others and grow a community of listeners that will revive the human spirit of perseverance, exploration, and discovery. Perhaps the pursuit of learning and understanding is the thing that the world needs more of right now. If you have enjoyed this content, please subscribe. Also, I have been putting links in the show notes to the recommended reading. These links have been overlooked and unannounced, so I'm making a better effort to point them out here. These are affiliate links, so in full disclosure, if you do buy something from the links, I do get a small commission. Today's linked books are Why We Do What We Do, Understanding Self-Motivation by Edward Deci, a deeper look at today's topic from one of the pioneers of self-determination theory, also Endeavor, The Ship That Changed the World by Peter Moore, and an in-depth look with tons of fun trivia about voyages of the ship, including interesting facts such as Endeavor being the first ship to bring a kangaroo back to England. If you have a story about something that motivates you, please reach out with your story to me, PaulThePolymath at gmail.com. I might include you in an upcoming episode. So long, and I look forward to hearing about your next endeavor. Thank you.